0: Hey everybody, Leon Thomas here with Miranda Kitterlin-Lynch here for another episode of Checking In a Lodging DEI Chat. Miranda, how you doing?
1: I'm great and I'm super excited about our guest today.
0: You know, when you sent me the email to tell me who was going to be on the show, right, you said, I'm excited. And I said, you say that all the time. (laughs) And you said, but I'm excited. And I said, yeah, that's really cool. And then after reading about our guests for today, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm excited, too. Going (laughs) to have a great conversation. So we're at season two, episode.
1: I'm going to say eight. Because eight
0: is great. <laughs> well, eight is great. There we go. So now we have to have a rhyme that goes with the show episode number because you were a poet and didn't know that
1: I'm a poet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, back. Miranda, please go ahead and introduce our guest for today.
1: Our guest is Miss Carolyn D. Richmond. She is the hospitality chair at. Fox Rothschild, as well as the Chief Labor Counsel for the NYC Hospitality Alliance. And she's got so many more things in her title because she's just an incredible and accomplished human. So
2: welcome, Carolyn. You guys are giving me such an ego boost today. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for
0: being here. Carolyn, thanks, thanks for being with us today. Looking forward to a great conversation with you. And I'm gonna turn it over to Miranda. Take it away.
1: Thank you. So, Carolyn, I was so excited to have you on the show because I had the pleasure of meeting you at the PAVE Prevention Summit uh, in Chicago last year. And I just was blown away by just how knowledgeable and how experienced and just how how you present yourself. Everything is just so impressive to me. Um, But for this conversation, I'd love for you to share with me your experience in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. What have you seen? What have you um, share, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's it,
2: it's such a big topic and it's gone through so many different iterations o- over time. Uh, you know, the concept of diversity and human rights started in the 1970s. You and I probably went through similar kind of programs in our schooling. Um, And there's been all sorts of transformations of the approach in the workplace over the past almost 50 years. But what's been going on in the last, I'd say, six or seven years has just uh, been a very different approach. And I like to explain that the current movement really started back in 2017, six years ago with the Me Too movement. And that started to have some profound effects on our workplace with respect, certainly, to women in the workplace. Uh, Between 2017 and 2020, we saw a lot of legal changes, again, with respect to diversity, inclusion, harassment, uh, policy changes, legal changes. But then came the pandemic, and the summer of 2020 saw a resurgence, certainly in the media, of the Black Lives Matter movement. So coupled together with Me Too, a pandemic which utterly changed all of our workplaces and for a short while shut down our hospitality industry, uh, that also came on the heels of a president that was, quite frankly, very divisive in the country, the world, and the workplace. And then you bring it all home to literally this month, and Israel and and the attacks from the Gaza, we are seeing monumental changes. And DEI initiatives really started to take prominence that summer of 2020. You saw a massive increase in hiring of DEI experts um, in the industry throughout the country. So that's been a profound change. And going into October this month, We'd even heard about some changes, again, that some companies weren't putting the same money down in DEI programs. People were starting to question whether DEI leadership within corporations was the right way to go. And I I should probably add one more very consequential event. In June, there was the affirmative action decision from the Supreme Court, which really upended everything. And that's caused a lot of academic corporate response about whether or not we approach DEI properly. So it's a huge topic. And lately that's that's what I've been looking at.
1: Thank you so much. You. Um, I, <laughs> I try so hard because in my real job, I, it's dangerous to be political. Um, So
2: in my job uh, in here, it's dangerous to be political. (laughs)
1: Uh, There are so many things that I want to respond to with what you said, but I'm going to take um, the route of what do you think? In terms of organizations that were very loud in their support of DEI after the murder of George Floyd, um, I have said this before and I feel comfortable saying it again. I do not believe that organizations within our industry truly took measures that have made um, significant impacts.
2: I don't think they have either. And whether this is com- it, it, by nature of our discussion, it's controversial. And I think in the light of the Israel Gaza Strip problems right now, you can see the dangers. Um, There was backlash as it happened that summer of 2020 about corporations simply posting something um, and whether posting was enough. Certainly, we also had the problem of how do you go beyond just a posting? And everybody grappled with that. Some added DEI initiatives. Some companies added DEI C-level positions. The question was, did it really get down in the corporation, because when you're talking about DEI initiatives and the company, you're dealing with really, to me, two issues. One is the recruiting and bringing in diversity and making sure that your hotel, your property reflects the community, your clientele. Uh, The second part of that in the workplace is at work. Are we able to move people through uh, the hierarchy with promotion so that diversity Really, kind of spawns out. And are you creating an environment that promotes diversity and inclusion? And that's hard. It's not just window dressing, it's not just an Instagram posting, it's not just doing a training and having a hotline to report complaints. I I don't have the answers. I don't know if you do, but it's a complicated issue. And Again, if you put it into the light of the affirmative action this decision this summer and the very hot issues right now with supporting Israel, people allegedly supporting Hamas um, or supporting Palestine, it's so controversial and it begs the question to a certain extent of, are we doing any of this properly? And is this, is this working in our workplaces? The hospitality industry is particularly tricky because of two real factors. It's hospitality. It's about treating people well and with respect. And at the same time, we're dealing with people coming from all walks of life, um, all parts of the world coming into our organizations and I'm going to be controversial right now and give you my personal opinion. For years, we, we've had discussions. We might not have known it was DEI, but we've had discussions about affinity groups. And lots of workplaces within hospitality, financial services have often set up, you know, micro groups um, within their workplace promoting the LGBTQ Community, promoting Asian Americans, uh, promoting Black uh, employees, and they were very insular groups. As an employment lawyer who specialized and studied for the last 35 years the workplace diversity discrimination, I've always had a concern that when you have those affinity groups, you were really isolating people within the company. You were bringing people in and saying, your connection in our workplace is based on the color of your skin or your nationality. And I know this is controversial, but my concern was always that we were bifurcating our workplaces. We, we were playing into one group of employees or maybe our uh, housekeeping is from one ethnicity or part of the world, engineers another. And that's very dangerous right now. In a post-Trump world, And in a Gaza issue with Israel, we are seeing people and a lot of hatred aligning. So that's a balance to me that we have never perfected in hospitality of how do we respect everyone's individuality? How do we promote our brands, our inclusivity as a brand? And how do we protect people from discrimination? this is a topic we could probably talk about for hours and hours, and I don't know that we have answers.
1: Yeah, I, you know. I certainly don't have answers, which is why I love coming here to this podcast every time to ask people <laughs> for their their wisdom. Yeah.
0: You know, it's it's interesting. You talked about the the affinity groups, and with two companies that I was an employee of, both had affinity groups for African, um, one was for African-American employees, the other one was for black employees, right? And, and yes, as you both know, there there is a difference, right? right? And so for both of those, I did not join and did not become a member of either one. And the okay. black and African-American employees asked me why. And the answer was simple for both groups. It was because a white leader in the company set the agenda for what the groups could and couldn't do. Huh.
2: And, and that's one part of it too. I mean, I'll tell you from my own personal perspective and this is where I get controversial as a lawyer. I, I met a firm now. I met other firms that have taken these issues very seriously for a long time with recruiting um, promotions, et cetera. But I don't like being pigeonholed because of my gender in a women's lawyer group. And they have a lot of benefits and a lot of people get things, but I look at it as why do I need special attention um, about how women can bring clients in? I bring clients in and do the same job as men. So when I have that hat on that I am an employment lawyer, it's very tough for me. And when I look right now at the Middle East issue, that's scary for me. I do not want more groups that are becoming polar opposites by saying, I'm pro-Israel, I'm pro-Palestinian, you're pro-Hamas, LGBTQ, Black, African-American, Asian. It's really taking a workforce that should be cohesive around one goal and really kind of blasting it. Um, And again, There has to be a solution for how we can really take principles of diversity, equality, and inclusion in the workplace. But I don't think we found it yet. And that's that's becoming painfully obvious. And I will say a post-Trump world where there is maybe we scratched the surface and bigotry and hatred was always there, but it's coming out now. And whatever we're doing ain't working. It's not working. Mm -hmm. So
0: let's go away from race relations here for the last two minutes that we have remaining. Carolyn, can you take your hand? Miranda, can you make a signature with me? Let's make a signature. It's time for our signature questions. Here we go. Two questions. One from me, one from Miranda. Carolyn, have you ever had a Maryland crab cake?
2: I have not. (gasps)
0: but I've had a Long
2: Island iced tea or a New York Uh, that's the best answer I've ever heard
0: (laughs) you haven't had a Maryland crab cake All right, we gotta get you to Maryland
2: I've been to Maryland I don't know how I've avoided your crab cakes I, I do know I need to enjoy them I love crab cakes but I have not had a Maryland crab cake in Maryland Leon's gonna make it happen
0: we're gonna make we're gonna make it happen. Miranda, go ahead with yours.
1: Uh, my last question for you, Carolyn, is um, if you could go back and give your twenty-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be?
2: Relax. <laughs> Relax. Um, I, I think certainly when I was twenty, I, I was on uh, was a tough academic track. I, I was waiting for you know my career. I couldn't wait for it to get started. But I think the advice I would give would live in the moment. It all does work out. And the same piece of advice I give students today and um, younger associates is it's a stepping stone. If you don't like it, you did learn something from your current situation and it's easy to move. You may not move directly up. You may move sideways, but just relax and get out what you can from each experience. Right on. Great advice.
1: Right. Great advice for my 43 year old self.
2: It's <laughs> great advice for all of us. I'm great yeah. with the advice, not always with the listening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Carolyn, thanks. thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate oh, you. Thank time. you both. I enjoyed
2: thank it. You. And uh, Leon, I look forward to uh, letting you know what I think about Maryland crab cakes. All
0: right. We'll be sure to make, make that happen. Folks, <laughs> you just great. watched another episode of Checking In, A Lodging DEI Chat. I'm Leon Thomas with Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. Our guest today was Carolyn Richmond. Thanks for watching Checking In, a Lodging DEI Chat. Thanks.